us fishing. Or hunting or, or doing hunting something or, manly. Well, quote-unquote manly. Well, at least as we consider manly. It's as close as we get to a yard sale on the ice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, but so, we're better about it. We have, uh, I have to say, over, our, over as we've talked about this, like ice, like how we've approached this whole thing we call ice fishing, we have slowly improved this. We're still working on it, and I think that's the biggest thing, hmm? is that we're still improving. We're still working on it. We're still working on our craft, and it's slowly getting better. And in the meantime, we're having fun, and... Hopefully, going to catch a fish today. Hopefully. Um, but So, if the audio quality so, seems a little dodgy, that's what's going on. We are actually on the ice. So we on do the this, ice. Yeah. But, so, we have this whole lake to ourselves. There, actually, there's, so while I was out setting up the tip-ups real quick, yeah. there's a couple that showed up with their dogs. So, if you hear some dogs... Are they there, ice fishing or walking? They're just walking. Okay, yeah. There's people who live around the lake that'll walk, but as far as fishermen, we yeah. are it. On a Friday. On a Friday, there's nobody else out here. Right, so we have literally the whole. It's not like we have to go like ah, that spot is really crowded. I'm gonna go over here just to get away from somebody. Yeah, right. Or, it's like literally like where do you want to go? Yeah, option and anxiety. So we set our spot up, and I you drop your lines down. About five minutes in, nothing's really hit it really, and I'm like, dang, maybe we should be like another. 50 feet that way. <laughs> you know, like. Well, we did have one bump mine while we were setting up. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that was a little blackfish. Well, but hey, something bumped it. True, true. I mean, it's kind of like when you're out moose hunting and you see a bear. Yeah, I could take a bear. You could. But I'm not really there for the bear, So, but it's still kind of cool to say no. Kind of ends your moose hunt, though. Well, no, well, my point is I could say no to the bear. No, I that's got, what I mean. If you shot the bear, it ends your moose hunt. Well, that's true. Dude, we got a hole in the tent. Dude, we? Oh. Like ooh. a legit hole. Uh-oh. We're on, God, we're on the prowl for more gear right now than I care to stick it, shake a stick at. Our wives are not going to be happy with us. Mm. I mean, the tent is a good six years old. And, and as I look at it, there's more. Like, you can tell where there's one developing there. Yeah. It's going to be... Well, that one was the, the nephew. Oh, it was like the second time we had this thing out. Brand spanking new tent. He went to rip that, uh, take the... the window cover off and oh, just, just yanked, yanked and yeah. ripped the whole thing off and just kind of stare at him like are you kidding me dude <laughs> yeah but yeah I so I have mixed emotions on that I know part of me kind of goes I'd like that big clam one yeah but it, but the downside of that is with big stuff comes big weight yeah well you know what I'm saying like it, almost two ice tents is what you need like if it's just the two of us that's one thing but like if you end up with any more than, like, three dudes, you need a bigger tent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, if I but, put three of us in here, it gets crowded. You can do three, but it's crowded. Four is almost impossible. That's right. not impossible, but you just have to really want it. Well, so. my question becomes, and this the other thing we have to think about is, is, do we just go ahead and get the big one and then look at getting a sled to pull everything with? Because I can walk a long ways without anything on me. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. A sled just kind of trail along or maybe break trail for everybody else and... Sled being the Alaska term for snow machine. Yeah, well. Or, well, and snow machine being the Alaska term for snowmobile. So it's funny because <laughs> when I said sled when I was at work, everybody looked at me like I was hilarious. Like, like what are you talking about, Dan? I'm like, a sled? And then one of the guys from, originally from Colorado goes, oh, yeah, I got a 700 mountain or whatever it was that he had. And, he was, and they're like, oh, you mean a snow go? I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways. In in Wyoming and northern Colorado, they call them sleds. Yeah, and they're not talking about the kid stuff. They're Good chunk of people up here do too. Yeah, you get out in the in the in the, in the villages, they'll say snow go. Anyway, or, all right. So, but anyways, so you know, but given our, you know, the state kind of telling us, you know, here recently, kind of what we're going to be doing, not going to be doing. Sure. You know, it's late season ice fishing. We're going to be looking for that ice fishing gear, and what do we buy? And then plans for the summer, man, because it's coming up like on top of us practically yep i mean we went from 15 to 15 below where we're ice fishing over the winter to it's what 28 out there right now or more i don't even yeah i, I didn't yeah. even bother checking the weather that's how warm it is yeah i mean it's like it, it's it's been unseasonably warm my driveway started getting to be a slushy mess and mm -hmm. it's been it, and it happened in like a week so you know week and a half so we're like still used to the whole cold weather thing yeah you know, it's just like, it doesn't matter how long, like, I'll be used to it for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's going to feel hot at 30 degrees. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how that works, how your body gets attuned to the, you know, 45, the and it's a 45 and you're like in shorts and a t-shirt out there running around. And yeah. Well, the other day, uh, Dwayne was uh, snow, uh, snow blowing his driveway because <laughs> he got a foot of snow. Yep. And <laughs> he's out there in his shorts. Yep. Yeah. 
So it was it was humorous. But summer, that's like so fast here. Yeah. Well, the pr- worst part is the summer lasts the same amount of time, no matter which you know, um, you know, matter which season you're talking about. Summer can vary by about a month or two, just because of the, like the weather per se. But like summer's like six months of the year. Like we have summer and we have winter. Yeah. There really is no fall. It's like is the snow flying or not? Sure. And snowfly is relative. It's more, is there, like, enough ice and snow to, like, really be snow? Or is it just, like, eh, enough to make make it inconvenient for a day? But I think about, like, like that summer season, we got a lot coming up. we got bear baiting. There's dip netting. There's king fishing. There's reds, halibut, mm. shrimping. Do we go on with the list? <laughs> <laughs> Moose, caribou, yeah, bears. Yeah, that's kind of where my head's right at at right now is like starting to plan for those thinking thinking a little more seriously about the logistics because we know we're going to circle yeah circle is i mean you know we didn't draw anything so so we know we're going to circle so my head's starting to work into the logistics of okay what do we need to start working on what do we need to gather well and and part of that goes like as we're talking about this tent reminds me of some of the stuff that i think about logistically for my kids like you know because while i love the outdoors i want my kids to have good experiences because nothing's worse than you're, you know, you take your kids out and you have a crappy experience. Sure. Yeah. And they get all, I hate this. This is so stupid. I don't want to be here. You're negative like, mindset. And your negative mindset. And now it's next, you know, in 18 months from now or whatever, it's hard to get them out. Yeah. And all, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just shut up and enjoy it, kid. Yeah. That doesn't go over as well as it does in our head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, true that. But. but but like I mean like so for example my tent is shot I mean mm. straight up like the like the the pole like where the poles go through on my my, my summer tent yeah ripped they're duct taped together mm. literally right yeah. it was one of those things like it happened while we were out dip netting and I was like let's just duct tape it let's let's like you know let's like make it happen uh huh just get it back to operation for yeah, the rest it, of the trip exactly and it was not a big deal like so did you say. Oh, we'll just get through this, and then we'll get fix it and figure it out in the winter. In your head? No, no, no. Actually, I really said that. I said I'd figure it out by trying to find a tent. Because oh, I meant like figure finding a tent in the winter. Like once we get through this the season, we'll, we'll yeah, be so, looking at it. Well, this is what that's, I that's where I think. I think well, you know, okay, get through this season, and then through the winter time, you know, when things slow down and we're not out there, I'll, I'll find the one that really is going to what I want. Well, it wasn't so much that as it was I know that like there's the bargain cave at Cabela's. Mm-hmm. So part of me kind of goes, look, if I'm going to spend $200 on a tent, because there's certain things my wife wants. She wants a certain size. Like, if we're talking car tent and we're not talking backpacking, I've got I've got the yard sale in the back of the truck. I, I'm going to use that term from now on. <laughs> that's, your, that's your new one, huh? That's my new one. <laughs> See, I mean, but you, I mean, you have all the stuff in the back of your truck. you got the coolers. you got the yeah. uh, the propane and the, and the, and the, and the. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me to sit here and kind of go, I really need to have, like, a minimalist tent. My wife wants a big tent. Sure, like whatever. The truck's hauling it, not me. Our, uh, we had a, I guess it was 12 person tent or something like that. You mean a four man tent? Huh? You mean a four man tent? No, legit. It would have fit probably 12 people in there. So I guess it would have been like a 15. Oh, okay. So but, I mean, like it was, a, it was a, it's a, it's a big tent. Okay. You know, we can put a queen metri- mattress in there and at least two air mattresses. Oh, so it's a decent size. It's tent. a good size tent, and it's in the same boat. It's old. It's falling apart. It's just, but uh, we went out camping with some friends a long time ago. We set this thing up, and they're like, they they all have their little dome tents and the, the right. four mans with squeezed in there, and they kind of look at our tent and they go, "Wow, that's like the Taj Mahal of tents." So there on it was nicknamed the Taj tent. Uh, the Taj tent. Yeah. Yep. So looking for a Taj tent. Pretty much Taj tent. Yeah. Yep. Reason being is that I mean. I am getting to the point where I will probably, my wife is already on a cot just because of her back and her yeah. back issues. And I'm getting that way as well. And I'm like, you know, you get the kids, you get the dog, you get the stuff and the mm. clothes. And the, like, I would much rather be able to spread out a little bit than like be like hemmed in. Sure. Especially like if it gets wet at all and you want to like try and dry something a little bit, you know, like, or even just like hang it a little bit mm. to air it out or something. The other big thing that we have to have up here, which you never think about in the lower 48, you don't need a flashlight. Uh, not for middle summer stuff. Right. But with that comes, you want a blackout tent. Like, they use, them in the, they use them in the desert for, like, keeping it cool. Yeah. But they use them up here to keep the light out. Hmm. See, maybe it's just because I grew up here. Right. And this is just, I, mean, I don't know anything really that different. 
summertime, light doesn't bother me. Huh. I mean, you know, again, having grown up in lower 48, it yeah. is, it's something different. Like, so it's it, kind of what just, we're looking for. I can I can crash out in the middle of the day if yeah. I'm. It's it comes down to when I'm tired. Right. It has nothing to do with the light. It's not like oh, I'm exhausted, but the light is keeping me awake. Nope, I'm done. Out. Right. So well, that it, that never has been an issue for me. So interestingly enough, you know, I think part of it too is for the women, especially like we're out dip netting, we're out fishing, we're always on the move. We mm-hmm. wear ourselves out out in the field. Sure. I don't know how much our wives do that. Or the you know the kids will always run themselves ragged like that's an easy one but it's what the wife wants and I'm not I don't have like a big like ooh you can't do it like so do you have blackout curtains and blackout stuff on your house yes see we don't yeah like it's for us and I guess part of wife, it was I was, my wife I was, never I, w- I was working night shifts so it actually went in in the winter time because uh, so I was working nights the... and so I was keeping it nice and dark anyways yeah. and we just haven't but they're always pulled like you know yeah. we don't really yeah we don't have do we don't have that we just kind of. There it is. There it is for God and country? Yep. Mm. You're hey, those neighbors. If you want to look, I pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What we find out about Brandon on the podcast. Right. Anyways. So I'm thinking about things like a tent like that, but part of me kind of goes, so part of me says, do I buy the Coleman tent? It's like a couple hundred bucks. Sure. Or do I try and step up to like a nice Cabela's like semi-outfitter? Bump up to 500 Right. You know what I mean? But it's like five, six hundred dollar tent. Man, I'd love to have one of those suckers. Yeah, but it's five, six hundred bucks. Five or six hundred bucks. How often you? So yeah, that's the other thing. How often we, you, we made? Yeah, we. How often you use it? But we've made the point earlier of like paring stuff down to be as efficient as we can. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take you to set that up? Because you're going to do it by yourself. So oh yeah, well let's face it. Yeah, right. Well, so here's the thing. So the Coleman tent claims, and I and I've read reviews on Amazon. So like, and the nice thing about Amazon, there is a lot of reviews that are what I call. Legit, like sure. you get enough of them. Sure. And so they say you could set it up in a minute. They say it's like two minutes. Okay, it's under five minutes. If you're under five minutes, like whatever. To yeah. Me. So having said that, I just kind of go, so it takes a couple of minutes to set up. The Cabela's ones are probably going to take a little bit longer. But part of me also kind of goes, okay, so we're talking about other plans, right? So when I think about early season, probably won't matter as much. But what happens if we're, we're going to go deep in circle? Mm. Or we go deep in Unit 13, and we throw it in the back of the ATV. True. Because, again, I'm having, you know, gasoline haul it for me, which is really nice. Yeah. Because I like motors. That you do. My name's your, Dave. Your wife could tell you. Yeah, she'd been me. My name's, yeah. my name's Dave, and I have a motor problem. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You got a motor band, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I got motor band. <laughs> oh. I almost uh. got tool band up until the other day. I was working in the... So the... Fan went out of my. It did like totally go out, but it was almost out in my bathroom. It was making the funny, awesome rattling noise. Well, it's been doing that since we moved in. But it was the. Oh. It was making the squeal, the death squeal. Ah. And yes. it was also making the. You flick on the thing and you wait and you go. Is it starting? Is it <laughs> starting a fire? Like what's going on? All of a sudden you hear it. Go, gotcha. <laughs> so, anyways, I tried to get up in the attic, and to get up in the attic, I had to remove all this like. Not like shelving, but it's like the where you put your clothes at in the in the closet. Shelving? Well, it's like I have like a, it's like a we have rods in there, but there's like a couple of shelves in there. So shelving. <laughs> yeah. Now why they put it in? It's way the house came. <laughs> I think it was designed for shoes to sit on. Okay. So like you could hang like a, a woman could hang her like you could hang your suit up there and have like a set of shoes underneath. Sure. And okay. then over the rod, like on top, there's a little shelf up there that you like put like boxes of shoes or whatever. Right. Problem okay. was, it's just. It was just in the way enough to where I couldn't get where I felt comfortable getting up into the attic eight feet up. Sure. And then trying to slide in and out all the way around. Yeah. So I pull it out, get up there. Turns out my house is sold. It's not even set up right for this new style box thing they have at the big box stores. You know, blue store, uh, the orange yeah, store. Where it connects in and like latches into the... Like the studs kind yeah, of thing. The M- mine's old enough to where it has like a removable fan. Next thing is, I went to Brown's Electric. The guy goes, I walked in. And he goes, "Oh, a fan? Yeah, that'll be 150 bucks. I got it in mm. the back." So, I mean, literally, he walks in the back, comes out with the right part. I was like, "Dude, I love it." Those boys uh, are awesome out there. Yeah, it was actually 130 bucks. They were super nice, and it was actually cheaper than what I would have gotten at the big box store, anyways. I mean, within a few bucks. But yeah, it worked out great. I wouldn't. I didn't have to get in the attic, so I did all that for nothing. But uh, I did. Dis- but I did discover that they did not put half of it into studs, so I remodeled, mollied it. So we're able to kind of get. Yeah, yeah so it's. It. Secured. Secured, so I know it's not going to fall apart on my wife one day when she's 
putting her dress up or something. So anyway, so while I'm putting everything back together, my drill driver. Okay. Like I'm putting it, you know, that, that driver piece. I'm driving it. Anyway, so my drill driver, normally you say to your wife, oh, I need a new tool. Mine's going bad, right? Yeah. And they, and they roll their eyes at you. They give you. you the look of, really, we just bought that. Yeah, yeah. Never mind the fact that this drill driver combination I have is, well, it was back when I bought my old house. So that had been 2012. I'd have bought it like 2012, 2013. And where'd you buy it at, Dave? Was it Lowe's? Okay. So it's not like a Harbor Freight. No, 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 no. Like, I, it's I mean, a, it's por- like a legit good. It's, it's, it's Porter Cable. Okay. Like, it's not like... Yeah. It's not garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like I didn't spend any money on it. So, I mean, that's part of it, too. It's like the wife's sure. like... Sure, so, so you got something that was, you know, not a... It was a kit. came with a, a a Sawzall drill and a driver. Okay. With two batteries and a charger. Sure. So, so like, legit. So, she's looking at this going, you put some money into this thing. Right. And so, anyways, I'm sitting there, and as I'm, like, drilling halfway through, it, like, quits working. Like, like the, the trigger won't work anymore. Okay. And she's like, look at me. She goes, what's wrong? And I said, and I just kept on like pressing the trigger, like just like, like a, you know, like, like an idiot trying to do the same thing over and over and won't work. Right. Yeah. She comes over, she watches me and she goes, huh, that's weird. I go, I hand it to kind of like hand it to her. And I said, just smack it real quick. And she tapped it and then it went to working again. And then as I'm drilling, like the next three screws later, so we're sitting there chatting about some other problems. Yeah. It does it again. She goes, things kind of falling apart, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of need a new one. I'm like. Well, yeah, the fact that since you mentioned it, I kind of wanted to walt. <laughs> and so she's like, well, yeah, you know, sometimes you just spend a little bit on tools and, you know, you use those a lot. And I'm like going, and, and, and. So anyways, my birthday's coming up. It sounds like my parents are actually going to do it for us. So it's going to work out because uh, I do a lot of the maintenance. I do all the maintenance around the house and they live in my basement. So because of that, they're willing to spend a little bit on tools to help out well done my friend yeah well done it's gonna be a good time so sometimes i think about like that in terms of my hunting gear are you i mean dewalt is a name brand sure the 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 hard part for me is being in alaska Mm -hmm. like harbor freight like if you bought harbor freight in lower 48 there's harbor freight around every corner Mm -hmm. like there's two in salem yeah half a dozen in portland i can find one to if, if they moved a store on me yeah if they if lowe's decided screw it i'm out Tomorrow, which Walmart did with Sam's Club up here. So it's not like it hasn't been done before with a major True. organization. And if that happened, like, you're screwed if you're buying the, you know, the house brand Lowe's or the house brand. Sure. And nothing against those guys. Those rigid tools are great tools. I So I like my rigid tools. Now, my only thing is, is I go, the advantage, too, is that I like all the accessories that come with them. Well. Because my name's Dave and I have a tool problem. True. But rigid <laughs> has all those accessories. Right. They're just, you gotta go, I don't know, I I guess they're not as publicized as DeWalt. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone knows DeWalt. Like, that's the name, right? Well, because it's the house brand. It's the, you know, the the house brand for Home Depot, Rigid. Yep. And just like, what is it, what do they use over at Lowe's? They use something else. Not Powerbuilt. Oh, I forget the name that they use. And they're decent tools as well. You mean the uh, Cobalt? Cobalt, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like AIH carries DeWalt's. And I was also talking to my brother, and apparently in Seattle, you're gonna love this. They sometimes will throw away tools by accident. What? Yeah, yeah. So he has got he he is a Milwaukee guy. I found out. So we're talking about this the other day. Okay. And I said, "What do you mean you're a Milwaukee guy, Dan? I mean, you never really talked about this before. Like, why? Because he's like Mister Tool. Like, he'll only buy like one of something. But it's like it's is the tool. It's the tool kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the guy sent me a Lincoln welder because he upgraded. And most everybody goes a 220 MIG, uh, or excuse me, a TIG welder, uh, just sent to you for free. Yeah, that's my brother. Yep. But he also looks the deals. You know what I mean? It was used and whatever. Sure. But he's like, yeah, they throw out these Milwaukee tools, and he says, are they hot? Talking to the guys when they come in, sounds like they're probably not. They might be, but um, I'm buying them at the pawn shops. So, oh, okay. And he says, but you get a lot of Dewalt stuff, so let me know what you want. So the advantage is I can tell my brother keep an eye out for it, and then I don't have to. You know what I mean? They're popular enough with the you know the contractors. Mm-hmm. So, but having said that, it kind of brings me back to the like, what kind of tent do I buy? Do I buy a Coleman tent, which is like a good, it's a so, decent brand, but it's not the Guide Series Cabela's name on it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've come down to the conclusion there's a couple, couple big things when it comes to getting, especially tents, um, in my head is one. How much time do I want to spend setting camp up? 
Because if I'm going to go over to, you know, the Eagle River campground and we're going to spend a night. Uh, On what little time? A mile and a half from my house. Right, and you're just camping for the sake of camping and having a good time. Just being out there in a campfire and sleeping in a tent. Do I want to set up the the half hour to set up tent? Well, and with that also goes the... So part of me also says there's that side of it. And usually with ease of setup, like this ice tent that we're sitting in, super easy to set up. You put it up in what? A minute? Yeah. If we're messing around? Yep. But it lacks certain things as far it's heavier. It's, you know, part of that's because uh, yeah, it's an ice yeah. tent. But the, so there's that piece. So I just kind of go, where do you balance all that? And I also want it to be durable. True. Because um, I, I was, I came to the conclusion that there's multiple things. If I'm going out for a long weekend, we're going dip netting, we're going whatever sure. those things. Yeah. I want to have myself a decent tent. tent. I want to be able to be comfortable. I want to set this up and have my wife comfortable more more so than anything my wife and kid comfortable. Absolutely. Because I can honestly sleep in a, you know, two-man tent on the ground. I have a bivy sack that I'm comfortable and in. And be happy, right? I mean, the right. army bivy sack. If, if anybody sure. wants to go solo, like you're going out solo with like a couple dudes that are like totally into outdoors. Yep. Those bivy sacks, if you can get them from the army, uh, they are the best. They're just like a mummy sack and it's just like a little sack that you, Gore-Tex sack that you zip over sure. your... It's great for out camping, just like two dudes that just buy a fire, kind of yeah, whatever, sitting on a river, sitting on a river, kind of thing. Great Camp for that weekend. Yep, sure. For your wife and your kids, not so much. Yeah, no. So I kind of go with I. Okay, I need a few things. I have, I think three tents right now. Three. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I have my little what is it two man or whatever. Okay. Right. That's my. I'm going out by myself. Like. Yeah, two man really is a one man. Let's be honest. Yeah, because I can throw my pack in there, mm-hmm. so my pack's not wet, um, and then have my you know. So I think the last big one I used, you know, when we're going fishing. Sure. You know, uh, raft down the river, camping on the bank. I got my little spot, my little tent. Mm-hmm. Pop that up, good to go. It's small, lightweight, easy. And then we have a six man. Okay. That I've used when we're going out to just, hey, we're going to go overnight. Okay. We're going to go to the river. We're going to go, you know. Whatever. Right? Backyard camping with my daughter or whatever. You know, that's the, the that tent. And then we have the Taj. <laughs> the, the Taj. So, but the Taj is getting a little tired, so. So we, we were in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So it tells you how old my tent is. I haven't lived in Vegas since 2009. It's been 11 years. Yep. And they were closing it out on a clearance item. And I said, this tent is like the last one kind of thing for like 25 bucks. Hmm, nice. It was a Coleman, you know. I went, yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It went all over the Pacific Northwest with us. And it came up here with us. And we're just, we finally, it's just between age and use. And mm-hmm. it just kind of slowly wore out. And then I was in the Army. And so with the Army, you know, it's the big tents and all that kind of stuff. And Heather had little kids and, you know, motivation. Uh, was lacking for a lot of the camping pieces because we could get in and out for a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like here where you go, oh, we're going to go dip netting. That's three and a half hours yeah. on a good day. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, we've talked about before on here on a previous podcast about, you know, uh, camo. Mm-hmm. Um, and really we both kind of shied away from the, you need the, the name brand thing, right? So, um, but but it, so it, but it was it was because of the name brand because of the camo like the colors and the things like that. But it was, but when it comes to quality, sometimes yeah. you're paying what you get for too. Exactly. And so um, so like for example, I mean, if you said to me, "Oh, you have to have when we talk about camo, oh, you have to have multi cam, or you have to have real tree, or you have to have what." I could care less as long as you're breaking up what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus this is kind of a quality issue because I'm not really, I don't really care what the colors are per se as it is more, I want it to last. And so there is a price point where you start going, I need to buy certain things. And you go, if I'm blowing $300, at what point in time do you say, I'm just going to buy the name brand to get the nicest thing out there Mm. and know that you're probably paying a little bit of blood money. Mm. Because, like, Coleman's are okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking them. They're yeah. the fine tent. But you start getting in and out of them a lot, and they just start wearing quick. Sure. At least that's what I've noticed. Yeah. The zippers start to kind of pull a little bit. and Like, even our even our ice fishing tent, you look at the zippers, and you can see daylight through them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, they're not the highest quality. They do what they need to do. 
and, well that and this thing's old so I mean it's been well loved <laughs> right but, well that's a sign of a used tent which is a good thing yeah um, but yeah like the little Coleman tent we have it yeah it definitely has some some issues and I asked the question of like is it better to get like an you know like the, the Alaskan series from or like an Arctic oven or, yeah or... and so some of the stuff like you can say like Arctic oven great tent well designed well made like I have never heard a bad thing about them other mm-hmm. than the price point the only, the only negative I ever hear is just that. Well, and I only, think th- with the Arctic oven, though, if you're buying an Arctic oven to go down to Eagle River Campground once a year, you're way overkill. Then you're going to be probably pissed with the price point. Right. You know, if you're buying an Arctic oven to spend three weeks or four weeks up on the North Slope, a little different conversation. You kind of want it. Yeah. And you're going to say that was well worth the price. Yeah, exactly. So, so part of it is what you're looking for. So, you know, between the two and $500 range is probably where I'll wind up just trying to find that tent that will work and do everything I need it to do and kind of balancing the extra space, weight, ease of setup. And even those, like like if you go to Cabela's and you buy their name brand stuff, mm-hmm. the most of the stuff is not like wall tents where it's a two-man put-up kind of thing. Most of it's designed around one guy. Agreed. But when you get into their guide series tents and those Big tents. They know, can be a they can be a beast. They're gonna be uh they're gonna take some time to set up. So that's kinda what I look at of I figure whatever like, they tell where, me where where am I going with my next year's camping I, and sleeping. If I could set a camp up in thirty minutes, thirty five minutes without working hard at it, that's about right. Hmm. And when I say set up camp, I mean put my cot in, put my you know, roll out my bag, like have the tent up. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I could sit back with a beer and just chill for a while. Not that I'm not chilling with a beer while I'm setting up camp, but you get my point. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because that's where we're at with the Taj tent. It Man, it takes some... It's about... It takes me a good 10, 15 minutes to get that thing up. Huh. And I think the other thing, too, is that there's a, a lot of... A lot of these manufacturers have realized that that like that's a big deal for a lot of folks. We're not the only ones that think like that. Okay. And so I think that they've slowly gotten better too. Sure. Like it's not a every model is just a little bit better than the last. And so it's just like a car. I mean it used to be hundred thousand miles your car was wore out. Mm-hmm. And now I mean I have hundred and sixty on my suburban and I drive it all over the state. Like it's not a big deal. Like it's a daily driver. Yeah. You know, like the their dependability and reliability has gone up on cars. Just same kind of thing with as they start thinking about these things and people start responding with, oh, you know, this really sucked or this really, they slowly start maneuvering that into their designs. Mm. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But I still, look, it's going to take you some time with something like, you know, a wall tent that's, you know, 12 by 12 and has a front vestibule. And yeah. It's going to take, take you time. time. Oh, yeah. Well, I see, I'm not arguing for, like, the wall tent. They have that, like, that... Like the in between step between yeah. like the Coleman's and the wall tents, there's like yep. the in between series, and that's what I'm thinking. Not yeah. a true wall tent. Yeah, because a true wall tent, you're right, that takes time. And well, if you're I mean, they up, have so even my Taj tent, it's it's like I guess half wall tent. Okay, like it has the main stays. You have six of them or something like that. Okay, you know about five and a half, six foot high poles that you gotta put together, and then you put the you know the dome top. You put the, the rods through the dome top and then you push the dome top on top of those oh interesting okay so like it's it still takes some time it takes a minute to get that thing all squared away and figure it out and and then packing it down so that's the other part for me oh god just, yes oh so, so I get, the, the little <sighs> che- I, every company that little cheesy little box they come with or the little oh, it drives oh, me nuts I throw it out yeah I go get a bo- like a plastic box from like stuff sack well no no I go get a uh, like a like an action packer or uh, whatever mm-hmm. that'll fit it, yeah. And I throw it all in that box, like that just I, the tent I, box. I've got an action. Uh, I just for my for my big tent, for the Taj tent, I have a stuff sack. Okay. And it looks about the size of a sleeping bag. Huh. I just stuff it all in there. So we so we take ours and we, I have one of those black with a yellow top. You can buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're yeah, twenty-seven gallons yeah. or something yep. like that. You know. Sure. And so I just literally fold mine up. I don't even roll it. I just fold it such that I could put it in there, along with and the and the rods go you know crosswise in it, and the stakes go in there. There's a hatchet in there, like a little extra rope. Like there's literally just enough yeah. to put up the tent, and that's all that's in there. It's a tent box. I got a stuff sack. Same thing. It does same a te- 
idea. But uh, it's, it's a little bit smaller Yeah. than having the big box that... Well, this one pretty well fills the box. It's just the way it works out by the time yep. you get rain fly and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that I want is I want one with a good rain fly because it doesn't rain up here like it did in the Pacific Northwest. No. But when you're wet, it is miserable. It gets misty. It just kind of like it rains, but it's not like downpour rain like it does in the, in the lower 48. It just kind of... Well, but well, my point is is when you get wet and you're out camping, yeah. if you can't dry off, like you know your gear is dry inside, it just gets miserable. Like I don't mind like damp clothing because like, if, if your clothing's outside, it will get... Even in a tent, I don't care how good it is. Even if it's dry inside, you're, you get a little bit of dampness to your clothes, which is fine. Sure, whatever. But like, nothing drives me up the wall worse than you come back from being outside all day, and you're like, okay, I'm going to change into my camp clothes, and now they're wet because there's the tent just is crap. That'll ruin your day. Especially with the kids and the wife. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so thinking about those kinds of things, tents are a big deal. I mean, they. I mean, you don't think about that like non-hunting item, but it really is like a big piece of your hunting gear, your fishing gear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely it is. I mean, I wouldn't say it's more important than your rod, but it's can easily be as important depending upon who's with you. Sure, and it varies a little bit, but you get my point. Yeah. So my big thing for this year that I'm. Rap, it's rapidly approaching the time to start working on this now that we're getting snow's going to start disappearing and all that kind of stuff as we're planning is uh, I got a it's a 12 by 12 foot trailer enclosed trailer oh yeah so it's wood sides on the inside so you know metal on the out and wood on the inside yeah yeah it's actually a plasticky crap that they put on but anyways yeah it works for the oh it's just actual metal yeah oh nice legit yeah. metal outside trailer oh. like full enclosed trailer Right. Well, so a lot of them now actually have like a plasticky kind of stuff on them. No, this is a this is a metal trailer. This nice. was bought long enough ago that they didn't cheapen on you. They didn't cheapen on me. So, um, yeah, um, metal outside, the thin wood panel on the inside, just to kind of you know whatever. But it's got a V-nose to it, so you have a little space in the front. So it's technically like twelve and change, right? Oh, right. It's really a Probably twelve like by th- eight. Yeah. yeah, thirteen by right from the front. But. Um, my plan with that is to turn that into my quad hauler slash camper. So off the side, you have the side door. Right. Off the side there, put a awning. Mm-hmm. So buy an awning, put that on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I got to figure out where, where I'm getting an awning because that's kind of a game changer on that one, right? So mm-hmm. have the awning off the side. So there gives you your, your rain protection. Mm-hmm. And then fold down... Like bunks bunk. on the inside. That that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to fold down a bunk, and then you're at least up elevated. You're off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you slide them up out of the way. You know, you fold them up out of the way, actually. Yep. And now your quads go in there and all your junk and your moose and whatever, and you go. You know, people think about, like, a RV, and I love RVs just because mm-hmm. they are handy. They, they are. But what do you really need out of an RV? You need a place to sleep. You want it to be heated, especially yep. up here. A place to cook would be handy, but that could be done outside. Yeah, absolutely. And some water, and I don't even need, like, a flush crapper. Um, one of those portable ones that um, you're wiggling, dude. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think you got a little blackfish down there hitting it. No. Uh, but, you know, even one of those portable ones that you can, like, drain out or throw, you know, the bottom piece away and just, like, get a new one. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, even. Like, I don't have to have, like, the full flush. Bucket in a bag, man. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> back to the wife and kids. No, I get you. I hear you. But, uh, you know, but I'm with you. That sounds like a great little simple project. Yeah. Good. It's a solid weekend anyways. So my, f- my plan with the front of it is to put a little table up there. Okay. In that V. Okay. Um, and have a water system, like a 15-gallon bucket. Yeah, just enough to wash your hands. Uh, like, that, that'll keep us from, you know. And water for food and whatnot. Yeah. Have a potable water up there. Right. A little teeny sink and a spot to put your cooking stove. Yeah, that'd work. Hey, you have everything you need right there. You know, for your awning, you could do one of those pop-up tents, too. It's not perfect. Yeah, I thought about that. The pro- the biggest thing with the pop-up tent is, like, it's one more thing you have to shove inside. Agreed. And that I, is the I, downside. I would love an, an awning does have its advantages. My parents have one on their RV. Yep. The only downside is, is if it's in the wrong location, like, if you can't get it quite right, they... You always seem to walk into them. <laughs> well, 
keep your head on a swivel, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. But, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> but you get my point. Like, it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses either. But I'll tell you, I've been pop- around a few of them, and I've yet to run into an awning. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> let's just put it this way. It was a fun time. <laughs> but they're handy to hang your uh, clothes off of when you yep, need them to yep. dry when it's wet. Yep. But we... Uh, well, and if you're going to buy a pop-up tent, okay, either you buy the like the cheap 10 by 10 that's going to crumple when the wind hits it, right? Right. Which or you spend a little bit more money and get the nice, you know, 10 right. by 10, which, you know, there's a good $200 there. Right. But even that, 10 by 10 isn't a lot. The only thing I could say is, so when I was out so, moose hunting this last time, yeah. there was a couple of 10 by 10 pop-up tents, which I thought was a really cool idea, and that is they brought them out solely not for, like, they were, like, away from camp a little bit, like, they had, like, their trailer, and it was some old, you know, pile of a trailer, which was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I could tell it worked, and they had, did, again, they did everything they needed to do, so why do yeah. you want to spend a ton of money on it? Sure. And they had a couple of Argos parked about 10 feet away, and they parked their Argos under it. So they so they, they yeah. had to work on them or whatever like they yeah. had like someplace dry. I was yep. like, that's a good idea. Like at camp, like and but, they were out there for like a week. So if you're so you have two of them, you're gonna have to have two of them to really get space to do what you need to do. Correct. They did have two. So, of them. So I mean, you're at least four or five hundred dollars in in pop up tents. Right. My suspicion is based on looking at them. Like it was one of those deals where there's like three guys together. Yeah, and, and they each didn't one look of them like had one. Yeah, each and, yeah. one had one, so they all brought theirs out. And it was one of those things where I just went, oh, that's kind of a good idea yeah. in the sense that, you know, I wouldn't say it's a have-to-have as it is a nice-to-have. Sure. And, there, and you have to define the difference when you talk about extra gear. And I think, you know, like when we say, oh, fill in the blank, is that a nice-to-have or a have-to-have? Like I have to have a tent. Yep. Nice-to-have would be a pop-up tent. No, I, I, I agree. But when I'm talking about building this, this trailer, sure. yeah. the pop-up tents are almost more of a hindrance to what we're trying to do. Well, but I might... You're throwing them in on top of it. Right. And just because we have them doesn't mean that's the best thing to use. Correct. So as I'm building this thing, right? why don't I go look for an awning that comes off the side that I retract up, it holds itself in, and then I have space to put all my other gear. My only thing is, how much do those things cost? I just don't know. I have no idea. But right. I'm already looking at putting, you know, I'm going to need good, two, at least two of those things. So there's at least $400. Right. Right. So well, yeah, I was saying the other advantage too is that with something like this is you can slide one of those little folding plastic tables in. Yeah. And a couple of lawn chairs like what we're sitting in now. Yeah. And now you can you can have a place to eat like a portable picnic table. You don't even have, you'd almost boondock with this thing. Which would be great. I mean like going to a regular campground you'd be looked down upon, which would be kind of hilarious just to do just for a few times. Oh, I do it just because I'm that guy. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd make a great little, you know, because, I mean, you could even put a, if you didn't, you take the quads out, park the quads, you got, what, seven foot wide, yeah, seven feet of space in there that you can do a lot with. Yeah. Well, and the other advantage, too, is that you put your quad in there, and now you put your dip net in there. So I think about, like, well, what's the biggest thing I have to stuff oh, in yeah. there? We, t- we did dip nets on a minivan once. That sucked. You had to tie <laughs> it to the top. Oh. So before we... Uh, Figured out how we wanted to do them on my trailer. Yep. We put them on top of the Suburban. Yep. And you zi- I zip-tied them down, and it was easy. Well, we, yeah, we but tied it in lighter. nice, but it's just, it's, you hear it, it's flapping, and it's just, it's, it's like, eh. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's my uh, summer project, Pro- is get project. that going, get that up and moving, and have ourselves a nice little camping trailer so when we're we're doing circle everything goes in there everything goes up question is how many quads can you fit in there do you think probably fit two so here's the downside so if we're talking because my dad will want to go this i are you moving over there well can't tell i don't think so if it is it's because of the current yeah because there's nothing down there yeah other than my bait sure um yeah, so, yeah, I know your da- your dad's going to want to go. And he's going to um, bring up the RV. He's going to bring up the RV, for sure, because that's his baby. Um, well, do you blame him? No. No. <laughs> I get it, but uh, um, well, I think the more point was, like, was uh, like that that's the, the thing. Right. Right? Versus if somebody said, yeah, I have my thing, but why don't you use this over here? I'm like, oh, okay, that that makes more sense for right. what we're doing. But so my question, anyway, yeah, my question so, would be is if we could take your pickup, take out the toolbox for the weekend and stuff like my because my quad is the smallest quad. Sure. 
stuff my quad in the bed of your truck and then haul it up there. We could haul everything up on two trucks. Possibly. You know what I mean? Because I don't have a vehicle. I don't yeah. have a pickup big enough to stuff a quad in the back and yeah. pull that size trailer. Good work. I mean, I'm just thinking about how could we try and avoid three trucks going out. Well, and we're assuming it's just the three of us. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. We, I mean, we could have, you know, we could have another one or two guys that are all like, yeah, dude, let's let's get in on that, and we'll just set up a big camp up there, and we're going to be having... Well, and the other thing that we're questioning is is whether or not we're going to be, how deep we're going to go. I I envision just because, you know, being up there before. Okay. Uh, I've never been there, so it's one of yeah. those things. Of. Uh, I see ourselves finding ourselves a little gravel bar, gravel pit. Mm-hmm. Setting up main camp. Okay. And from there, busting out into the hills for day, the day. Okay. Not, hey, we're going to go 10 miles back and set up a camp. Gotcha. Two reasons. I don't think your dad's going to be able to do that. No, I don't we think We have so. to plan around that. Right. Which just is what it is, right? It is what it is. So that that's one of the reasons. Uh, second reason, it's just so much nicer to have our base camp right there. True. Will not disagree with that. And we're not, it's not like we're, hey, we need to get 10 miles back before we start seeing animals because they're not there. Well, it's, it's any bull. Any bull, and they're all over there. Yeah, right. I was talking to a lady who uh, used to run a roadhouse up there, and she was talking about, you know, in the uh, August time frame, having to sit and wait on the road for 20 minutes while the herd of caribou passed by. Huh. Rough. Right? This is just rough, you know what I mean? What are you looking up? Oh, I'm looking at the tag results that came out a while back. Okay. And so I'm just trying to see if my buddy drew a tag or not. Because uh-huh. they, they make it public access who drew, who didn't draw. Sure. And so I'm just like looking up uh, him and his girlfriend because I know they went in together. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I did not. I didn't. Uh, I checked me. I checked you. Yeah. But and I was like, but I didn't check the, those guys. So anyways, you know how this works. Just snooping around because you're just snooping, being like, it's one of the cool things about Alaska, but trying hmm. to find out if you're going to be pissed off if somebody else got a tag. Well, yeah, well, and the worst part is, is this is the kind of guy that wouldn't say anything. So he'd be that guy that'd be like, yeah, you know, the, you know, when you talk about, hey, what you plan on doing? Oh, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that. And then you go check the tags and you're like, going, hey, jerk, a <laughs> hole, you didn't tell me about that you're going to be going over here. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I didn't want to, like, rub it in. And he's, like, really a kind-hearted guy, so he's not, like, really not trying to rub it in. Yeah. He doesn't want to be like, hey, guess what I drew? You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's, he's really trying to be a nice guy. and But it's just on the same token, like, you, there's a way to do that without being a jerk. Like, hey, yeah, I'm going over here because I drew my tag. I got lucky this year. You know, like, if you covered it like that, most guys are like, all right, whatever. you go give you the r- huh. little bit of razz and life goes on. I, I guess I'm kind of an a-hole that way then. <laughs> I'm Yo, like, guess what I got? <laughs> oh, I am totally that way. Don't, no, don't hear me wrong. Hey. I drew a tag. I don't, but I didn't draw it's anything. Been, it's been a few years since I've drawn a tag. Because the luck of the Irish runs with you. <laughs> or the luck of something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But, yeah, I think about, like... So ultimately, what I really want to do, if you really, because you know I'm a project guy, and you know me and projects, right? Mm-hmm. And Brandon probably laughs about as much as my wife at me about this, because I, <laughs> I love a good project. Like you tell me a project, and there's some of them that I know take just longer. So I'm like, I'll poke at them for a while, come back to them, poke at it for a while, like the Mustangs that way. And I'd love to do a school bus conversion. Oh a, yeah, a schoolie. Yeah. Get like an old ASD school bus. Because I think that would be the ultimate. Just like. I showed you the picture of the one driving around Anchorage, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they cut the back, what, 10 feet of it Something off? Something like that, yeah. I made like a little flatbed hauler out of it. Yep. See, I wouldn't do that just because I have the flatbed hauler. I just hook, I just put a hitch on it and. Hitch Bro, it. That's a, that'd be a long. Yeah. School bus plus your hitch. 34 feet, so what? Yeah. 54 for a semi. I'm not worried. I'm I'm not saying that it couldn't be done. I'm saying it'd be long. Right. But part of the thing is, is in the back, I've seen them where they have, like, the last, like, five feet is, like, like through that back, at, like, that emergency access door. Yeah. Like, you access through there, and, like, in there's, like, a little, like, mini gear room. Hmm. So you put, like, all your gear back there that's, like... Sure. You know, smelly, nasty, fishy, you know. See, I think if I'm out there hunting and fishing or whatever, I just embrace the smell. Well, oh, like right, it's but, what it's going to be. Well, but my thought is, is it'd be kind of nice to have a little area where you could have like all of your like dirty equipment hmm. and keep it a little bit nicer up front, so you don't have to clean it as often. I'm, I'm all about girly there, bro. <laughs> I just don't want to clean it as often. 
You just you don't clean anything until you get back. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about when I get back. I don't want to spend as much time. Like I want to make it as little as possible. Uh, and sometimes not clean in between. Like if it's a quick camping trip, like a like a three day to like the Kasilov. Like if I, if if I knew I was going out the following weekend, yeah, and it was just a matter of like. That's the other thing is I like sweep to have things. Sweep the dust out. Sweep the quick little sweep job yeah. and away you go. So that's the benefit of like, you know, doing like a camper or something like that is you got all the storage. You have everything ready to go in its place and off it goes. But and again, we borrowed a friend's camper a couple of years ago, trailer going down to to going dip netting. Man, that was. It's nice. I'm not going to say it wasn't. I mean, if somebody. If I happen to bump into an RV at the right price, I'd drop the schoolie conversion idea. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Just because it's done. But there is something to be said for just away you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I like that. I like the fact that my wife and I commute together normally to work. And mm. we can literally set up my Suburban like the night before. Like quads loaded on the trailer. Trailer hooked up. And on Friday night, come home, change. And because I got to get out my, my work clothes. They won't allow me to wear jeans. So I got to get into my jeans, throw my boots on get out of my dress shirt and then like t-shirt and here I go and we could like be gone in 15 minutes yep so I do like that you know I do like that yeah. thought you know so but yeah but yeah plans summertime I, man it's almost here I could taste it mm. it's the almost taste it factor I know and you just kind of have to sit and wait for just a little bit longer it's like you can't quite get out to do stuff rivers start to break up ice like, starts to get there's some decent fishing that time, but not really, because the problem is, like, right now, I can get on, say, Mirror Lake, right? Yep. And you could just, like, get the public access point, and then you go for it. Yeah. Once the ice breaks up, the yep. downside is, is once it's broken up, broken up, you get out there on a little boat, paddle around, do your thing, right? Sure, but you have that little in-between time where you got about five foot of open water all the way around that giant thing of ice. Right. It's like... And the problem is, is you can't trespass walking around the lake. True. I mean, yeah. you have that public access spot, and that's where you get the fish. Like, you can't, like, walk around the edge of the lake. Oh, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. on, on the land. Yeah. Now, you know, but so it's like, it's that in-between time of, oh, but open water fishing, I am so ready this year. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you meant, like, you can't walk around a, another part of the lake to get on the ice. And in my head, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, Dave. <laughs> Why the hell would you do that? <laughs> Why would you get onto somebody else's property and walk on the ice if you can't even get on the ice in the first place? Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, man. I'm special. Some people's children. Yep. So, no, a lot of little things this summer. I think we we spent a lot of time last year learning how, how not to do things. I, and I think the biggest thing is preparation and just thinking through what you really need. I mean, like, and what you really don't need and trying to be a little more mindful about where you do things. Like, for example, when the bears, like when you talk about bear baiting, right? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you put a stand anywhere in Alaska virtually anywhere sure and you throw some bait out there and you do it for a couple of years you'll get bears on your stand yeah just because they're ubiquitous enough and they're running around enough sure. they'll bump into you and eventually the question is is how fast do you want the bears on your stand um or i don't know i guess maybe i'd look at it as a long game of and how successful you are how long in the long game of this how or what are you doing to keep this successful in five years true i mean not it, well we want bears now cool well, well right but my point is is that if, if you're in an area with lots of bears sure you're in a natural area where there's going to be more bears and you put your stand there you're more likely to have bears oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah you see what i'm saying but, so like you have to put a little bit of thought into it in the sense that that's i think that's the biggest thing we said is rather than just Go out and just kind of, oh, we'll randomly go do something. Like, so, let's put some thought into it. Like, yeah, moose are there's, all over the place. Are you in their winter range? Are you in their but, summer range? Okay. Same kind of thing. So there's there's a, on the, the highway out towards the Matsu Valley, There's we drive through a marshy area. And for the longest time, you know, I, I worked where I drove back and forth right, every yeah. day, multiple times a day. So I got to know the highway pretty well. So you probably burn more rubber up and down that road than... I think there's one day we did, so it's 50 miles one way. Right, yeah, because it's 40, yeah, it's a 50-mile transport into Prague. Yeah, so uh, 50 miles, so it's 100 miles round trip. Okay. We did 12 of them. Yeah, I could see that. That's a yeah. long day, but yeah, I could see that. Just yeah, literally a lot of miles. Them. Yeah. A lot of miles. Anyway, um, so there's a spot there where you're coming through this marsh, and year after year, there were teal ducks, right, teal, mm -hmm. that just kind of would just be in this spot right off the highway. 
Well, yeah. So get you going. They were there. Oh yeah, man. Every time, oh, just ducks. I love them. They're beautiful. And yeah. So squirrel fired up, dude. Ducks (laughs) get me fired up. What I said, squirrel. Well, I love it. Yeah. Um, So they were, you know, always there, always there, And, and you could tell this was a nesting area where they would. Raise sure. raise young there, right? This was a spot that they came every year. You always saw teal. You always saw little ducklings and all that stuff there. Well, one year, some dude decided he was going to hunt it. Because it's a great spot right off the highway. You can just walk down and off the highway into the weeds, set your stuff up, and there's teal there. Okay. So they started blasting teal there. You don't see teal there anymore. Right. They just decided, okay, we're moving. Just because there was teal and you saw them all the time doesn't necessarily mean that's the spot you want to hunt it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does because you're. It, it, is it a because the, so you run into a problem with that is number one is you start blasting something out of an area right, mm-hmm. and teal are very easy to move. The pressure is going to move them really sure. quickly. Yep. The advantage to things like bears and things like that they don't move as much. But well, they if s- you see if okay if you have a yard you you right. live up you know. Backside of Bear Mountain, up in the valley up there. Right. And, man, you see a bear every day comes through the yard. Probably the same bear. More than likely. Right. right. But well, So you say, man, we have a high bear population because I see a bear every day. Is that an accurate statement? Right. Well, agreed. And so, But I also look at this and I kind of go, but when we start thinking about things like our bear stand and where we want to put it, yeah. there's things that go into it. Like, So we've talked about using boat access. We've talked about using oh, yeah. ATV access, walk-in access. When we went through that last year, that was part of the real deal last year is we wanted something that was close enough. Somebody could walk in. If a guy to. could have. If a guy had to, he could because mm-hmm. we've, we had a couple of guys that didn't have quads. And this year we're thinking more, okay, that kind of hurt us because now, again, there's so much pressure mm-hmm. from people shooting to other people screwing around. Now, I don't think we had anybody hunt our stand. I don't think we had anybody mess with our stand or anything like that. But I just think there was a lot of traffic by our stand. Agreed. Um, and so we also didn't do the the due diligence of what's our bear population in that specific area. Right, which is hard to do on the fly. Well, we didn't do any prior prep. No, we didn't. This year, as we're looking into more, moving our stand and where we're going this year, we've done that. Like, what's the bear population in the area we're going? What's yeah, the I- average bear take... Per year, what's so, yeah? Because I actually asked the biologist. Sure. So you know, it's really interesting. The biologists up here, as much as I bang on them, because I'm kind of jealous of their job at a certain level, just because they get to, you know, mess around so with bears. Why are you banging on the biologists, man? Those guys are awesome. Well, because at one point in my life, I got a biology degree, and so that was kind of like you know something I might have done. Uh, but nine eleven happened. It has nothing to do with them. Gotcha. But you know, it's frustrating because you talk about the biologist that covers where we're going to be at in 16. Sure. And it's one biologist, and he covers an area that's the size of Delaware. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. And so you start talking about, you know, you know, like some of these guys, like you talk about the number of biologists up here in Alaska. Mm-hmm. You divide them up. I guarantee you the m- number of miles and animals they cover is far more than anywhere else in the country. Probably agree with that. And so having said that, they just sometimes they don't have a good – like, we are their eyes and their ears as the sportsmen. Sure. And as the John Q. public doing our thing. Yep. Like, for example, they are doing the, they do the Anchorage uh, moose count mm. here recently, yep. last few years. Yep. And so they ask for citizens to, hey, I saw this moose over here. And the biologists kind of run to where they're at to try and identify which Check moose. Check it out, is. see if it's the same moose. Or right. If it's and a... so they try and get a good estimate of how many moose actually live in Anchorage this way. Yeah. And so my point is, really... We're their eyes and ears. Not disagreeing with that and at so, all. And so with that, I, I emailed the biologist and I said, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this whole bear baiting. You know, I want some general pointers. I don't need to know. Like, I literally said in the email, like, I don't want to know, like, this township. It's not what I'm after. Yeah. General hints, how many are taken, what's the population look like. And he's like, well, we estimate... And it's somewhere between two and 5,000 black bears, I think it was. I mean, I have it on the email, but yeah, it's just like... Yeah. It was such a wide range. I was like, okay, you really don't have a good idea, but it's yeah. All... But if you say between two and five thousand, that at least gives you a number. We've right. done something. We've looked into it. Right. Versus, but the more important part to me was how many bears were taken out of the unit. Yeah. Which to me says more. How many guys are baiting? Because sure. you got to figure there's a success rate. Uh, not okay. a, you know. So there was about a hundred bears taken, uh, twenty five uh, browns and about a hundred blacks. Okay. So you say, how many? 
Like, you start running that math. Like, how many people are actually out there hunting? So what's the pressure look like? Mm-hmm. So what that pressure moves bears and moves animals, because just like your teal example, if we pressure them all in one area, they're going to move off. Mm-hmm. If we know that some guy is in one area, if we move off of his stand, we may be hunting the same bears. We may not if we're five miles away or whatever. Sure. But that if we pressure one area in that unit, they're going to move off of that, that, that area for the most part. Okay. Or, or our chances. Of, so, like, if we all hunted the same, say, ridge in 16, say there's 100, 100 guys that go out and do bear state, yeah. right? and we're all a mile apart, they'll generally avoid us at a certain yes. point in time. Yes. And so, with that, oh, oh. Now you're just getting bumped. I'm getting bumped. Dang it. Ice fishing. Mm-hmm. Talking about bears. Get me <laughs> going. <sighs> yeah, you were on a roll there, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> You're but getting fired up. I'm getting all fired up. Uh, you know, but it's but it really is something to it that you have to think about, not just the is there bears here, but is there really enough, A, to support a huntable population? Absolutely. And then, B, are we talking about their winter range, their summer range? And then also, if I take out two, three bears, because if I have a successful stand, I guarantee you, all, all of a sudden, all my buddies that I thought were my buddy that are going to want to come hunt your stand. They're going to want to come hunt my stand. Sure. Particularly after they see a couple of bears on the wall. Okay. Or some bear steaks. Yeah. And so you start adding that up, you kind of go, can you really can you really handle that? Versus it was just a really cool area, and we took the one bear one year, and then you go out there and you bait for three more years, and sure. you take a bear. I want a bear stand where you're successful. Where you could say, you know what? I'm not going to take that bear. It's just not It's not the bear I want. Yep. That, to me, is where the ultimate, like, like the sportsman hunting piece comes in. If you just take the first legal thing that comes across there is a time and place for that i'm in that place right now <laughs> <laughs> i just want a bear i just want a bear and then i also want to eat a bear so i need the red meat in my freezer so i'm in that spot where you know i take the first legal thing it's a nice thing about circle with the moose first legal thing but if you get to the point where you have enough you know moose meat in your freezer and you're doing okay you say okay well do i really need the first legal thing or do i just need the one i want that has the right color of that or the right horn configuration the right you know what I mean? There's something unique about that animal that makes you say, yeah, I'll take that but animal. But you need to find an area that has the population to support that. Exactly. Not blasting something just because it's right there. Right. So, and that's, I think, where we were last year is we just were, we're in an area and, yeah, we we had one, maybe, I would argue we had two bears on our stand last year at the very end of it. Yeah, we had, we had at least one blackie and we had a brown show up. Yep. I think there was two different blacks, but I can't prove no, it. I'm, I'm thinking those were the same. They may have been. I won't disagree. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you said, no, nah, they're the same, uh, okay, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say you're wrong. But. Sure. But we had two bears on that thing. Two confirmed. And I'll guarantee you, if we shot one of those, we probably wouldn't. That's it. Right, we that. probably would not have seen them any more bears just because that's where we were. There was not a lot of bears in that area. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of guys baiting that area. When we when we decided we'd go take a quick little cruise, Yep. there was a lot of guys baiting that area. It was close and easy. It's close. It's easy. Uh, yeah. So summertime, it's coming. It's coming fast and hard. And, oh man, I don't even know where we started this podcast at. Something about ice fishing and gear and then... Late season ice uh, fishing. fishing. God. I love it. Man, it just gets you on a going and on a roll. Mm-hmm. Being out. So... Yeah, I mean, it's probably half the fun here is just being out and out in the outdoors. and Yeah. Being a Friday, the advantage is, is the kids are in school, so our next big stopping point is the kids. Man, for a little bit here, yeah. And then, man, spring spring break's coming, and uh, oh, like I love my kids. love my daughter. Sometimes that can be a, like, oh, i got to figure out what I'm doing with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap this one up. I yeah, think I think we're about that point in time. Yep, so. All right, as always, uh, we'll go to whatever platform you listen to us on, the Stitcher or iTunes or whatever, and like us and give us a good rating, um, and then we can keep doing what we're doing. It helps th- us out. It does help us out. It's It's amazing how much they go off of. I mean, part of it is, obviously, they always say about the number of listeners and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But yeah. part of it is just how do people like you? And yep. if they don't like you, you go to the bottom of the list. Well, if you don't like us, give us a good rating, and then we can hash it out later. Yeah, right, exactly. And sometimes it's just a matter of, 
you don't agree with something we say. And there's yeah. some people you just like to hate. Yeah. I'm okay being that guy. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, we got social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can message us through those or just follow us and see what crazy stuff we do. So there's always something crazy going on yeah. around us. All right. Till next time. Till next time.